This is the new Frogger home video game. Ribbit. It's just like the arcade game. You have to hop Frogger past these cars and trucks. Ha, missed. And back home to his lily pad. The new Frogger home video game. Bring it back to your pad. And here we go. Gentlemen, we are tonight's entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 133 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Araj Dolachahi, and my co-pilots for this evening's adventures into podcasting, the young, the restless, the bearded one, Carlos Buarguayo, the man who couldn't stop himself from crunch crunching while we were trying to do the sound test here before the podcast started, stuffing his face with McNuggets, McBurgers, and McEverything. Mr. Lesses. It was actually Carlos Jr., The man we call L. Oh, the man we call L. Ombre's in here. This is pretty much what happened. I'll do this real quick. We're recording Wednesday. We're about to record. Our record time is seven thirty PST. Mister Chris Siegel was going to be on our podcast from the Star Wars Underworld. We're very hyped up and jazzed up, and we're going to have the trifecta finally of the Star Wars Underworld completed on our podcast. But then, for some weird reason, my computer at seven PM made this horrific noise. Very, like a crazy beeping noise, so bad that my dog started shaking. It was so bad, and they freaked out. So I went to my computer, looked at it, and it was rebooting. And I was like, oh, okay, this is normal. Sometimes this happens after updates and stuff. Well, and didn't get out of that reboot cycle for the entire night. So we couldn't record on Wednesday. Thus, we couldn't record with Chris. Thus, Mr. Struthers can't record on Friday nights, so hopefully he will be turning in a Star Wars report where I can put in somewhere on this podcast. We're, we're crossing our fingers. But thank the maker that Mr. On the Throne himself, King Tom, has joined us once again. Gentlemen, the king. What's happening, King Tom? Well, well first of all, don't thank anyone until after the episode, but I do appreciate <laughs> the warm welcome. Oh, yeah, of course. Thank you, man. This is very, very big for you to come in on a Friday night and step in. Also, guys, how are you guys doing? Boo, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Recording on a different day. It's a little weird on a Friday night. A little bit, a little bit. But you know what it's forcing us to do? The Sith list after we we record is going to go out and we're going to have some beers and we're going to go home party. There you go. Exactly. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be a Sith list bonding evening tonight. (laughs) 
<laughs> Mr. Crunch Crunch, how are you? I'm full, so I'm satisfied right now. Guys, we are proud members of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Podcasts like Now This Is Podcasting, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rogue One, Podcast 2187, First Order Transmission, The Cargo Hold, and Finger with Randy and Jason. Check those out on makingstarwars.net. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, Public, by the way, we put out about five new shirts today. And they're actually selling pretty well today, Sweet. which is fantastic. I've been getting email notifications, so people... People like us. They really like us. <laughs> so there's some cool variety of shirts. Um, the next one that I'm going to design, and I have to think about what I want to do, and I need some help from Mr. King Tom because I want to do an On the Throne. Oh. And I want to I do a good one. That's coming. But we have one. Our boy Calvin helped us design one for Mr. Struthers. He has an ace job Top Gun one, which is really cool. So there's some cool designs. So check it out at tpublic.com. Just put in the Sith list. You'll find it. And this podcast, by the way, is going to be a shit show. I'm just telling you right now, people. Uh, the show notes also got deleted. So we are doing this on the cuff. I literally, seconds before we recorded, finally downloaded updates and stuff that we needed to to uh, complete a recording. So uh, bear with us. But we're going to get it to you. We haven't missed the week yet. And we're not missing this week. So let's do this. The box office was pretty interesting this weekend. The three-day President's Day weekend last year saw the top 12 gross over $270 million. And the bulk of that was because of Black Panther, and it killed last year. So Black Panther accounted for 74% of the top 12 last year. That's, That's how well it did. This year didn't have that big of a release, but it did have a lead-up. And it made $33 million. The Lego movie made $27 million. And Isn't It Romantic made $16 million. Alita has made over $146 million worldwide so far, so not too shabby. Way better than I expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have one person here that has seen it. And yes. that is Mr. Gonzalez. Les, <laughs> what is your review on Alita? This is Battle one of, Angel. That's right. This is one of the better, uh, a.k.a. Galley. That's, the other, that's her other name she goes by. Uh, Galley? Yeah. Uh, is probably one of the better adaptations of a manga slash anime to okay. live action. Here's a question. How was the action sequences? Amazing. How was the CGI? Amazing. How it, was the direction of the film? Very, very. It was streamlined. It basically shot for shot. How if was you, the music? Music was solid. Christoph Waltz was great. Uh, Mahersha Ali was very good. His uh, character... He had basically his acting had to be on point because he could be taken over at any moment by the main villain. Mm. So he was the on ground villain, like the the frontline villain. And then there's one behind the scenes who turns out to be played by a very, very famous actor. Ooh, but we're not going to say we're not going to cannot spoil. spoil it because it's okay. actually a pretty cool surprise. But uh, yeah, it, it was all the characters. If you watch the uh, the actual anime video, I think it's called an OVA. Uh What'd you call me? <laughs> all all of it looks right. It it looks they looks like they just took those characters and just put them right to the live action, and they actually paid attention to the detail and made it work. Is it true that they got her name from a Tribe Called Quest song, Alita Applebaum? She's got uh, it going on. No, is that a dad joke? <laughs> hey. 
God, I haven't dang, had, I haven't had one. There need to be some dudes and some dad jeans and some white New Balances and white Nike shoes. They're gonna beat the crap out of you for misrepresenting them, dude. They're gonna catch you up one day. Dude. So you're giving it the Sithless seal of approval? Oh, definitely. Okay, great. I know, Boo. You wanted to see this. I do want to see this. Absolutely. When I first saw the trailer for it, I was like, oh, that looks interesting. And then it started getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Right. Things, and it finally came out. Yeah, so I definitely have to catch this one, yeah. Okay, maybe yeah. we'll go Sunday. And this yeah. is uh, Robert Rodriguez. So I know Mr. Cameron's name, James Cameron's name is attached to this, but... Oh, we have a segment this week about Mr. Cameron. Yeah, but this is all Robert Rodriguez. Great. And That's good to hear, actually. It's good that either uh, he must have been a fan, and people must... You know, this is what you do when people sit there and you listen to everyone and you basically say, okay, I'm not going to whitewash this or I'm not going to change things, <laughs> X-Men. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you get one Sithless seal of approval. Boo and I are going to try to go see it Sunday. Boo and I have an interesting Sunday plan. We <laughs> are going to work on Malik's nursery and there's going to be a very big Star Wars element. We're not going to say what it is yet, but it's going to be cool and it has to do with a lot of wood. Mm. So... Mm. Yeah, and Boo's really good with that kind of stuff. Uh, so we're going to work wood. on it on Sunday. I'm really good with wood. Huh? You're always great with wood, Boo. <laughs> just, just get a broom. You're, Turn you're, it into broom boy. <laughs> some, some people might say you're a cocksmith. Ah, perhaps. Say, oh, I'm sorry. Did I say cocksmith? Yeah. Woodworker. 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 Yeah. I'm sorry, King Tom. It's going to be one of those. By the I'm way, we, fine with that. we've all cracked the beer except for Les for some reason. He's still got nuggets. <laughs> so yeah, we're working on Malik's room on Sunday. Maybe we'll go see Alita. And then we'll probably think it's shit, and then we'll have a big conversation with Les. <laughs> Even though Mr. Struthers isn't here, I think we should talk a little Star Wars. At least a little Star Wars. What are you thinking, Tom? I'm always good with talking Star Wars. Yeah, so am I. Let's, let's uh, talk a little, little Star Wars. Now, there was a rumor... And I'm not going to put a lot of credence to this rumor because it's not coming from the great sources like MakingStarWars.net. It's coming from HN Entertainment. And they were talking about earlier this week about Lucasfilm is mulling over five potential ideas for a live action Star Wars series. Did you see this, King Tom? Yeah, I saw that. And then I saw all of the rumors that followed in its wake. Mm hmm. Got a little bit exhausting. It, it did get exhausting. But the reason I want to talk about it is not because of the rumor itself, but what you guys think is the most exciting of these rumors. Mm -hmm. But let's just say in a perfect world that Lucasfilm was deciding and developing five new TV series. And we got Princess Leia, a young Princess Leia, a Captain Phasma, a Knights of Ren show, Rose Tika show or a uh, old school Sith Lord Bane show. And there's also, there were some rumors that the Ewan McGregor was going to reprise his role as um, Obi-Wan in a, in a series. And that was from star Wars news.net. If those rumors were true, which one would you want to see? What, which of one gets you most excited of the ones that we mentioned of those either Obi-Wan, if they could bring it back or princess Leia, I, I want to move into other eras like, between Jedi and The Force Awakens. But out of those, I think either the Princess Leia, just because I really like the focus they've been putting on her over the last few years, uh, going back to when Disney bought Lucasfilm. I think she's really shined. 
but also just bringing back because I know they've talked about having uh, an Obi Wan movie with you and McGregor. But at the same time, I think that story almost might be better served through a TV show. And I'd always love to see him come back to the the Star Wars universe. Oh, yeah. I would love to see that. And I would definitely take eight episodes, an hour each, of Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan right. than just a two-hour movie. I'll Give me eight hours any day of the week. Yeah, I think that one would be the one that I would be most excited about. It's very interesting what they would do with the Knights of Ren. That would be pretty, pretty cool. I, I just We'll see what comes out of episode nine. And from there, I wonder if they're going to prop up the Knights of Ren so much that we're intrigued to have a show about the Knights of Ren, kind of like we were with Boba Fett. You know, there wasn't right. much to do with Boba Fett, but we were so intrigued by his outfit that this Mandalorian is pretty much, is pretty much an offset of, of a Boba Fett series. You know, the Knights of Ren are those dudes who were in the, that flashback scene in The Force Awakens. They've had about as much screen time as Boba Fett had in Empire. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So I wonder if... Episode 9 is going to give him a little bit more to do, which probably. Um, and then from there, we're like, oh, man, those guys are badass or those those women are badass. Um, and we want to see a series from them. What, what do you think, Boo? Which one would you want to see out of all this? Uh, Darth Bane. Ooh, Darth Bane, definitely, yeah. because uh, what is it? he started the, the rule of two. Uh, this is thousands of years before anything that we know of going on. And this is he comes to power just after the Sith Jedi War. You know, sees the infighting that happened. You know, through the Sith and starts all that, and he decides the rule of two. And I would love to see that because that's the modern Sith that we know of. Right. You know, where you have the Master and the Apprentice. That's it. That's all you have, and that's all you need as far as the Sith. The Sith is concerned. I would love to see a show about that. Uh, plus, it would be a completely different timeline, a character that we've never seen. All that stuff. I would love something brand spanking new. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be real cool. How about you, Les? What do you think about this? Out of all those ones. I agree with Boo about Darth Bane. Okay. But I'd also like to see an Obi-Wan. You the could poten- do so much with that. Yeah, I was going to say the potential and the fact that you could get him even just talking to Luke as a toddler, you know, at like 10 years old, then right before, you know, leading right up to oh, Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah, well, you know, these are just rumors, but, you know, maybe there's some merit. Maybe it's not five. Maybe it's one. Yeah, maybe I'm, I'm. I'm sure that they're tossing around a bunch. Of, oh yeah, There's, a bunch of ideas and right. and who knows what actually in development means. You know, it could be literally just ideas tossed around. Nothing. Yeah, they could be guys. Right. You know, the story. The story. Exactly. Group just schmealing stuff up. Exactly, guys. You know it. This doesn't mean that there's actually, you know, pen to paper or, or actually any money behind any of these, you know, that kind of thing. You know, so what, it also, what it also could mean is they probably had seven ideas all together and then they decided to do two, yeah. which is Mandalorian yeah. and the Cassian one. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's also what it could be. King Tom, I know that you sent an On the Throne with King Tom last week. Um, mm-hmm. And then we were going to play it this week, but why play it when we have the real deal Holyfield? With us right now. Let's do On the Throne with King Tom. Gentlemen, the king. Blush. Yes. Uh, (laughs) No, um, the idea that I just wanted to throw out there this week. Last week, we got a we had a few things we had first this 
big false rumor about Ryan Johnson's trilogy not happening, which was quickly debunked by Ryan Johnson himself. And then mm-hmm. on Friday, Friday was the last day of shooting for episode nine, and JJ posted to his Twitter a photo of Oscar Isaac, Daisy Ridley, and John Boyega sharing a hug on set. And beautiful, by it, the way. It was a beautiful photo. I think, you know, it was very emotional for a lot of people because these are the three principal good guys of this trilogy. And it's hard to believe, you know, we, we, we saw their first movie three years ago mm-hmm. and it's going to be over in 10 months. Ugh. You know, and I know, I know I'm sure I'm not the only one who feels that we would like more stories about these three in the future. You know, we don't want this to be it for them. So it's, it was a bit emotional. And these two stories combined, it just, just had me thinking that as Star Wars fans, I feel like we're lucky to have both Ryan and JJ. You know, Ryan quickly deflected that rumor with more class and humor than I think anyone could hope to have. And JJ can, you know, he he could tell a hell of a story. He figured out the formula that got Star Wars to be Star Wars again. Right. And, and, you know, we're incredibly lucky to have that. And, and I want the two of them to, I don't want this to be it for them, their affiliation with Star Wars. And I know we need more people telling Star Wars stories, more people from different backgrounds, more diverse people. And, and I want that. But I, I hope that in their own way, they each have a little bit of what ryan and jj have given this franchise and the you know the type of people that ryan and jj are and that's really all that i was calling in about this week totally agree with you man we are very very lucky to have people like this i'm, I'm also going to include gareth edwards in this they're just fans of of the trilogy and of the films and you can see it on screen how much they love it even if you don't agree with ryan johnson's style of what he did and his storytelling he is such a fan of star wars it comes through on screen, visually at least. And yeah, we're definitely lucky. And if you don't like episode eight, then you don't need to follow the next trilogy, really, if Ryan Johnson's evolved. You can follow the, the Benioff and Weiss trilogy, or you can just watch the live action stuff. There's going to be so many different aspects of Star Wars fandom to get into. You don't have to pick and choose. And please, if you don't like it, just move along to the next one and don't bitch about it. Please. That's all I ask. Simple request. Not everybody's going to like it. That's for sure. Some people don't like The Godfather or Godfather 2. Wait, what? Yeah. No. I'm telling you. Never met somebody like that. Yeah. They don't exist. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I agree with you, King Tom. I think uh, we are very lucky at this time to have these those two guys. All right. Thank you for that, man. Thank you. Okay, so we are going to do some emails this week. We got a bunch of emails, so we're going to kind of incorporate them throughout the podcast. We have an email from Colton. Howdy, guys. Hope that you're doing well. The movie releases have been slow for this year, but things look like they're really going to start picking up in March. I haven't always been a huge MCU fan, but I'm excited about Captain Marvel and, of course, Endgame. Combining those movies with Ragnarok, Black Panther, and Into the Spider-Verse, I've accidentally become a big comic book movie fan over the past year and a half. Very cool, buddy. I've always liked taking part in Star Wars fandom, and looking to get in more into MCU fandom, especially now that my hometown, Indianapolis, has a Comic-Con. But I'm still on the fence about getting a Twitter account and engaging that way. Ha! That's, <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that right now. 
I've heard plenty of negatives about Twitter fandom in the past year, and it sounds like the trolls are already shifting focus to Captain Marvel. They're already on Rotten Tomato pages, bombing reviews, apparently. Oh, that's, I didn't know that. That's shitty. Yeah, it's, I mean, no one's seen the movie, and it already has a ton of negative reviews because yeah. of this campaign against it. They're so. catching heat for no reason oh whatsoever. My oh, my Lord. All right, let me, let me finish this. All that in mind, what are your favorite parts about being on Twitter, and do you think it's worth getting an account to be more engaged? Always love listening and keep up the great podcasting. Cheers, Colton. Thanks, buddy. That was a, I'd never heard that question on any podcast before. Thank you very much. Do we recommend Colton getting a Twitter account? I would say, yeah, it's a great idea to get on Twitter. Uh, you'll be able to take the good with the bad, but ultimately there's more good out there. Mm-hmm. I would say you'll be able to meet new people. You'll be able to interact with us. You'll be able to interact with other people in the fandom. Unless I block you, Colton. Hmm? I'm gonna say block Colton. Uh, already have, and you know you what? You can yeah. block people, Colton. That, yeah. The block button is a, Just definitely a, a sword, as far as Twitter goes. It's definitely a weapon, and people don't like it. I could just tell you that. Oh, they hate it. Yeah, they <laughs> hate getting blocked. So, yeah. I mean, if you play it safe, play play it right, follow the right people. Usually, uh, I know what happens a lot of times when people get a new Twitter account. They ask someone, so they'll say, hey, Sith Lister Raj, I'm new. Help me get some followers. And, you know, Raj will pass the word on to the people that he knows, mm-hmm. and we pass it on to people we know. And you'll get your follows, and you'll get you'll be able to interact because, you know, usually we end up finding people that we can interact with that are good people. Colton, if you come on, you instantly have four followers, and that'll be us. Yes, you hit for us sure. up yep. at, the, at the Sith List, boo. <laughs> Absolutely, at the Sith List, boo. Les? At Les More 78. King Tom? Tom Chansky? There you go. You already have some friends. So, I mean, I'll be honest. I got to, you know, obviously King Tom, who's definitely has him and I share great love for the X-Men. Skirits, fourth wall. Yeah. Big creator doing his thing uh, to be able to talk comics and to just go all over geekdom and get into the D even comic book family. And to be a part of that is a big deal to meet, you know, people down in San Diego like Calvin. You know, to be able to sit back and chit chat here and there with him through Twitter, it's it's definitely a tool to be to. It's a useful tool. It's a way to bring people together. But I mean, you can't always avoid all the BS that's out there, anyways. Right, and Colton, we are heading down to Star Wars Celebration, and then we're going to meet at least thirty or forty friends who I be, you know I feel like they're our close friends, and we've met them all through Twitter. It's an amazing feeling to see somebody that you've been interacting with for two years and finally get to meet him. Like I've never met King Tom, but I consider nope. King, I, I consider King Tom a good friend. I talk to King Tom once or once a week or once every other week mm-hmm. on the phone, and we talk to each other on this podcast, and we text each other and DM each other. And but I've never had a chance to meet him. And if it wasn't for Twitter, I probably wouldn't have met any of these guys or girls and women because I'm not huge into Facebook. And Instagram, I'm still trying to figure out what the hell that's all about. But but Twitter is really a place where it, it feels like a sense of community. But I'm telling you right now, it could go bad very quickly. <laughs> and we have all seen what has happened over the last year on Twitter with a lot of different things I'm not going to get into. But Twitter can definitely go bad. If you just make sure you filter out the negativity... It can be a great place. It really can. Let me first off by giving Colton kudos on um, opening and broadening his horizon as far as uh, 
comics and you know checking oh, yeah, out the that's movies. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's right. awesome. Yeah. That's that's exactly what we want. That's exactly what they want. Mm-hmm. Just give it a shot. You're gonna love it. Just give it a shot. Which I, I I'm really happy that he's engaged and it's suckered him in. You know, it's you know he's sold and that's fantastic. Even with that ending in Infinity War, he's in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good stop God. It. Yeah, stop. Here we go. Yeah. So Blocked. you so. Yeah, so <laughs> he's heartless. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So major kudos in that. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you're part of that now. That's fantastic to hear. Definitely recommend Twitter. The way I see it, it's like you're driving down the highway. You have many interactions with different people. Most of the time, they're fine. You, know, you put on your signal. You change lanes. Somebody lets you in. Great. There's always that a hole who's speeding or not using a signal or stuff like that you you do have the opportunity you know to flip in the finger or get in front of him cut him off don't do that let the asshole go by let him do his thing he's gonna annoy you for five seconds but guess what he's gonna roll down the highway and he's gonna leave you alone that kind of thing you're gonna get annoyed and be like that guy sucks that's fine that's fine let him suck but let him go way over there so that's that's the way i see it you know just it was it have your little interactions have your positive interactions avoid the negative ones because it's not worth it it's not worth it it's just strangers on the internet hopefully not strangers forever you know hopefully you meet the actual good people and and enjoy you know the company that you keep and things like that mm-hmm. on the internet but you know just imagine you're going down the highway have a good time Did you help write that song? If if I did, I may still expecting my royalty checks because <laughs> I've I've uh, been uh, I've been on that cars ride a few times and still haven't gotten my check. Yeah, is that car? Did I play that song on that car? Oh song? yeah. Oh, they do. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Tom love- Cochran's making money. Yeah, I love that. Ride I wonder if he too. gets like a uh, half a quarter of a cent every ride. Be a billionaire. It's a hell of a. It's a hell of a, a hell of a paycheck every day. He's riding all night long. All night long. <laughs> so if you do go on Twitter, and I, I would advise it, hit us up. Send me a DM at the Sithless, and we'll get you out there, and we'll we'll guide you to the right people, buddy. We definitely will. And thank you for that email. We really appreciate it. Now going into some pop culture breakdown news. I usually call it random schmeels, but we're changing it up today. Ooh. Because my show notes got wiped out, and I said, fuck it, let's change it. (laughs) Oh, boy, brother. Chris Hemsworth is jumping into the biopic realm. It's very popular these days. Queen, Elton John. You know what I mean? And he has been tapped to play the wrestling icon from the old WWF days, Hulk Hogan. And he's going to be under the direction of the Joker's Todd Phillips. And it looks like they are going to be doing this for Netflix once again. And I want to get your thoughts on this, guys. I'm coming from an era where Hulk Hogan was a massive icon to King Tom, to Les and I. And I'm such a big icon that Boo knows of him probably very, very well. Yep. <laughs> what, what is your opinion that they went and picked a person that's not American to be Hulk Hogan? Which, that was his character. He stood for USA and America and... Going against the Iron Sheik and the Russian guy. What was his name? Nikolai Volkov. Nikolai Volkov. That's right. He had a partner named, uh, uh, the, their team name was the Bolsheviks. I know that. Oh, I remember that one. that's oh, that right. Was, uh, Boris Zukov and Volkov. They were the Bolsheviks. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, for some reason I was thinking, thinking someone. Yeah. 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 That was later on. Originally it was Volkov and the Sheik and then. Yeah, then the Zukov Bolsheviks. Yeah, that's right. Yes. That's a bunch of Bolsheviks. Oh man, come on. 
So what do you guys, King Tom? What do you guys? What do you think, King Tom, about this I, Hulk Hulk Hogan being played by Thor? I got mixed feelings about this. I was a huge, huge Hulkamaniac growing up, but then I started to realize, hey, these other guys wrestled a lot better, and mm. he was doing the same act, and I kind of fell out of you know he fell out of my favor. And then in the last you know ten years or so, we've kind of seen that he's a garbage person. And yes, at first he, he sure is a garbage person. You know, hopefully they'll they'll tell the whole story but then i read yesterday or the day before that hogan is a creative consultant on the project oh, oh my goodness that that's that. all so gone i I, <laughs> I dig i dig hemsworth uh and i think phillips can can put some good stories together but i don't have much hope for it after hearing that yeah i i agree with you i love hemsworth i think he's great i think todd phillips is great i just don't know if I want to go see a movie about Hulk Hogan. But the nice thing is you don't have to go see it. That's right. It's at your home. This is a perfect movie for Netflix. It really is. It really, really yeah, is. Yeah, but... Uh, and we're going to have Steel Saunders on sometime in the next three or four weeks, and we're going to get into the wrestling because you know how much he loves wrestling, and we can't go out podcasts without talking about wrestling. So we'll see what he thinks about this. I'm sure he's pretty excited that Ozzy's playing the Hulkamaniac. <laughs> Possibly, but I agree with King Tom. Uh, there's as iconic as Hogan is, or I mean, what are they really going to do then? Like, just cover a certain era? Are they going to talk about yeah, you know him question. starting out and then rising to just being Hulkamania? Because he wasn't anything after that. He went to WCW right. and became Hollywood Hogan and turned heel, and then. Like was you know we've all mentioned he was and then he had a reality show and we found out no and then he's dropping in bombs yeah, and yeah he's, he's yeah. pissed that black dudes are dating his daughter like right. you know like come on bro like if you're not gonna tell the whole story maybe they will here you know what I'm gonna say this and I don't know if we're segueing or not but I saw the trailer for Elton John's movie yeah let's do a segue into Elton John I could hear the whole tune in my head it was all there I could see all the notes and I just had to get it out. It's a little bit funny, this feeling inside. What did you say your name was again? My name is... Reggie! Reginald Dwight. Reginald. That's my granddad's name. So how does a fat boy from nowhere get to be a soul man? You gotta kill the person you were born to be in order to become the person you want to be. I'm thinking of changing my name to Elton. But that's my name. Yeah, I know. You could be the best-selling artist in America if you desire. I was trying to do something bold. Why are you still something flashy? Can you even play the piano in those? Let them know who you are. And just don't kill yourself with drugs. What'd you think? That yeah, we the need first that. Trailer, I wasn't very impressed. But, oh, Second trailer, yeah. I was very impressed. We need we need that more than we need a Hulk Hogan movie mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's other people that you know on Twitter, uh, Skirits and Task put out there. You know, are they unless they're going to go all in on what Hulk Hogan has done? And, that, and like you said, he's a creative consultant, so you know he's not going to let. But maybe a, he is. Maybe the requirement was, hey, we're we're going to give you this much money to do your story and you be a creative consultant, but we, we have to talk about everything. And there are a hundred wrestlers, even guys you've never heard of that would tell that you tell their story and it would be a better, more interesting story mm-hmm. than Hulk Hogan's. And it wouldn't yep. have to be like the wrestler movie. 
Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. No, I could think of one right now. I mean, I'd rather hear about Terry Funk or, yeah. you know, if we're going to go to that Iron era. Sheik, baby. Iron, Iron Sheik. Sheik. Yeah. Why not just do a whole WWF Iran, thing Iran, Iran. instead? I would rather them do like a whole WWF thing and go and cover Roddy Piper to Iron Ooh. Sheik, Roddy Piper to Bundy, yeah. to George the Animal Steel. You know, Tito Santana, Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, we can name the names because if they're going in our Brutus era. The Barber Beef That's what I'm talking about. The the Heart Foundation. Like, Jimmy fine. Superfly go all in. Then. I'd rather them do that than to just do Hulk Hogan. Because, yes, was he transcendent to a degree? He did. He did make the WWF. He did. Yeah. But he was, he was only Wayne, as good he was as your Wayne present. Gretzky of WWF. But you're only as good as your present company. And like King Tom said, there were better wrestlers. Roddy Piper was a better you know he was better, better Rick character. Martel was better like but I get it yes and his finishing move isn't even the greatest sorry no, his finishing move his sucks. finishing move was horrible man it's a boot to the face and then a leg drop like <laughs> dude King Kong Bunny was doing five star splashes on people Jimmy Superfly Snooker and you were I'm doing five star splashes on people After saying that name that's all I gotta tell you In Jimmy Snooker flying from the top rope come on now although that's that's not a story that has a happy ending. No, I know, but I'm saying as far as the wrestling goes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Y- you know what I mean? Ultimate Warrior with the Gorilla Press. I thought you meant doing a five-star splash in college. I thought that's what you're talking about, Keith Tom. You had to say it again. I did. I didn't think you heard me last. You're, so you just fucking ignored me? You're fucking horrible. You're a dick. You to. You're a dick. You heard me, boo. I did. Thank you. Twice. Hell yeah. yeah. All right, we're done with this. We're done with this WWF talk until Still comes back. Yeah. <sighs> Let's move on. So let's segue into another Netflix show that I started last night. I watched four episodes of The Umbrella Academy. In October 1989, 43 women around the world gave birth. None of these women had been pregnant when the day first began. I have adopted six such children, gifted with abilities. I give you The Umbrella Academy. The world ends in eight days. I have no idea how to stop it. I put on a pot of coffee. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, there's an end game, and we know what the end game is in the very beginning. And I don't know how we're going to get to that or why we're going to get into that. And that's why I'm intrigued. I do get a little annoyed by one of the characters, and he's a main character in the film, in the show. But everything else has done very, very well. Mary J. Blige is great. Ellen Page is great. I really like this thing. And you told me that it was made by... The creator of the comic book is Gerard Way, who is was the lead singer for My Chemical Romance. I had no idea. Yeah. That's really interesting. Boo, have you seen any of this? I've seen the trailer. It looks interesting, but I haven't started it, no. Yeah, give it a shot and get past the first episode. Okay. Um, and it's not like... The thing with this show is like they don't leave you on a cliffhanger each episode, Mm-mm. which is odd, but you still want to watch it because the characters are lost in it. Pretty much you become one of the characters because you're lost in it. And there's yes. only one character that knows what's going on. And I don't really know if he knows what's going on. So we're going to find out, evidently. I haven't finished it. Unless you finished it and you liked yeah, it. Yeah, correct? loved it. 100% okay, loved it. Loved and that's what the it. feedback yeah. is. It's very popular right now. 100%. On I'm not going to claim that I've ever read any of the issues of Umbrella Academy, I know about it. You're a poser. It's <laughs> it's a Dark Horse comic for sure. It's part of Dark Horse Comics uh, lineup. Watching it, I was definitely intrigued for the live action 
version of this. It's all the elements are there. It's pretty cool. And Mary J. Blige is amazing. She I'm is. just going to say that she right is. now. Okay, She's, Tom, what do you what do you say about this? Have you seen it? Have, do you know about the I've graphic not novel? Seen it, but I know people are talking about it. I'm considering giving it a giving it a watch sometime soon. You, you definitely should. It was very interesting. It's very Tim Burton-y to me in a uh, different kind of style. It's hmm. it's all of that. But here's what I'm going to say about this too. I understand Netflix is losing some properties, the Marvel properties, Dis- slash Disney Good properties. Good segue, Les, because we're about to roll into But this. they signed a deal with Dark Horse Comics. Really? Yeah, they acquired... Yeah, they, they yeah. yeah. remember we talked about this a few, few oh, episodes back. They, they knew that this was coming so in, the, they, in the horizon with Disney? So, so why haven't they pushed that? Because there's a ton This is the first thing. This so is the first hold thing. on. This, oh is, this, is their, this is them saying, it's okay, guys. This is Netflix. It's not okay because it's not the same as Marvel. It isn't the same, but it is still them saying, look. It's better than nothing. It's better yeah. than not having any content whatsoever. That means we can get. Uh, well, that, you know what? That's what sucks about it. They don't get all of Dark Horse's properties. No, they don't. Because they don't get the Ninja Turtles. Nope. Which means they can't really do a legit Dark Horse comics version of Ninja Turtles, which is not the campy frolicking turtles that we know it's definitely gory and murdery for sure but we could possibly get flaming carrot comics or usagi yojimbo or a couple other titles from there maybe a better version of that'll introduce the world to a lot more stuff maybe even give us a hellboy series oh after the movie because he's dark horse so yeah uh I like them having this property. It's a it's a round in the chamber, as I've always alluded to before. And it's too violent on this podcast. Don't talk like it's, that. It's it's good to it's good for them to have this and be able to possibly go to that well now and have a piece of the comic book pie. But in that, in that case, less does Netflix have to pay up front more of the production costs? I would think so. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Cause, yeah, cause I thought, like, it's not Marvel, Marvel Studios doing it. Yeah, a bunch of their money into their properties. Mm-hmm. And now Netflix has to do more of the work that way. Right. And Netflix has already raised their prices again. They've, they've, right. they've, they sure did. They've slid that in there, they too. Just, so slowly slid that in my Yeah, these, these moves on the chessboard are all being made towards, you know, this is in-game that these corporations are playing. But, yeah. you know, now that they canceled Jessica Jones and The Punisher, they, you know, having those to go, which... If people don't see the big picture... Exactly. People do not see the big picture. I finished Punisher, by the way. Yes. Finally. Finished Great. it. John Berthnall, there's there's no accolades I can give that guy's acting abilities. He is... And I know exactly what scene you were talking about, Boo. You said that there's a scene that he is just remarkable in. Oh, in yeah. In Punisher. And I think I know it's the scene where he's talking about the death of his kids. Yes, and his wife. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, because yeah, because you see, you feel the pain. Exactly. Yeah. You. you I got teary eyed during that yeah, point. Well, I, well, uh, well. I felt. I felt. Some anything shit. gets I, me teary eyed now. Yeah. I, I. Yeah. Really. I, when I, you hit I, a certain I, age, dude, <laughs> you, get, you, see, you see puppies in commercials having fun. You get teary eyed. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Just no, like, that scene is just incredible because you 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 expect him. You know. You know, he's not heartless, but he's cold. He's hard. You know, he's. Uh, has you know very little feeling, and then you see him talk about it. Good lord, you're oh, just like, holy man. shit! There's still a man in there. There's still a person. He still feels things. You think of the Punisher as this pure 100 percent 
killing machine. No, 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 no. There's still something in there, and you're like, holy shit, it's there. And it catches you off guard. You're like, holy fuck, what am I? Dear Lord, yeah, great scene. John Bernthal, fantastic. He's mm-hmm. great in every movie. Place. Yeah. I want to see him in a Star Wars live action or a film. He would be great in the Benioff and Weiss. Right. But as you were saying, though, the big picture, these things. Who cares are, about that? Let's talk about Birth Nelson. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Just kidding. But, so, what I, what, I'm, what I was referring to with the big picture is I know they're canceling all these things. Mm-hmm. And, and that was going to happen because they're not going to make. They're not going to make money, for, make somebody money else. for somebody else when they know the end game is literally they're going to pull out and not going to let them use their product. Yeah. But people are freaking out because they think that The Punisher. And Jessica Jones and these type of shows aren't going to be on Disney Plus. And I agree with you, they're not. But when this Fox deal goes down, they're going to own the majority percentage of Hulu. And Hulu shows they can do whatever the fuck they want. So I guarantee you that these shows will be on Hulu. The Hulu, the CEO, the guy that runs the whole company, pretty much said they would love to have the Marvel franchises and they would leave them alone. And let them do what they want on the, on that end. That's the key. That, that is, is the key. That is the major yeah. key. There's no way Punisher can be on Disney Plus. No, absolutely not. And with that, yeah, like the big picture, that's what'll make people feel okay is that everything will be the same. Because like like I said before, if it's not the same exact product, let it die. If you're if, if you're gonna cancel it and not make it the same thing, I'd rather not have it at all. But if there's yeah. an opportunity where somebody else is, says, we'll pick it up, it'll be the same exact thing, it'll be fine. Great. That's so much better. Mm-hmm. So much better. And it's it'll be that that you know, you can actually breathe again and be like, okay, fine, that's great. As long as as long as uh was Iron Fist is still dead, that has to stay canceled. That's funny, because <laughs> we, we we have an email that has to do with that. Oh fuck. But ultimately <laughs> back to it to Netflix is not getting completely gutted. No. As, no, no. As w- Example A being Umbrella Academy. Yeah, I agree. They'll be able to develop other things. Maybe they get some more. Maybe they sign a deal with uh, Image Comics. And they can do some stuff with those guys too. You know, there's plenty of comic book resources out there. There's plenty of comic book companies, stories that definitely would love to get their material turned into the live action screen. So, you know, translated to live action. So Disney's going to do their thing. Hulu will have their, you know... All those shows will go there. Netflix has Dark Horse in their bag, and everybody should be happy. We're all going to get stuff that we will enjoy. Yes. And, and don't 100% you know, be sad, because Jessica Jones still has the third season coming out yep. this year, and yep. that's, and that's a, a top-notch show. It sure so is. There's a, a good swan song coming for netflix as far as marvel mm-hmm. uh marvel shows are you know concerned so the, so the don't, shows the don't shows worry. are too good to let go is what i'm, I'm saying oh, they're too good yeah. to not to not keep the ball uh rolling here now we have an, an email that has something to do with this uh kind of and it's by an email legend we have an email from lumberjack nick and if you've heard now this podcasting you know that lumberjack nick is a contributor with emails and whatnot and Sal does an amazing Lumberjack Nick voice, and so does Randy. I got the permission from Jason Ward and from Sal Perales to do my version of Lumberjack Nick. It's obviously it's not going to be as good as, as theirs, but we're so excited that Lumberjack Nick sent us an email. So here it goes. 
Will you tell me something, Mr. Lumberjack? Is it one for forward and three for back? Is it two for stopper, four for go? Hey, y'all. Just run in here to say that I'm super excited for Captain Marvel to hit the theaters. I'm also super excited with the order that Marvel chose to release Captain Marvel in between 4 and Cinco. Marvel's like, here's Thanos. He beats everyone. We just spent the past 10 years setting up. Now here's Captain Marvel. Never heard of her. Well, she just happens to be the most powerful person in the whole Marvel Universe. Since most viewers know nothing about Captain Marvel... I think the movie will really ramp up hype for Avengers 5 and the part that she's going to play in it. Lumberjack Nick. P.S. The reason Netflix canceled Daredevil, Punisher, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, etc. is because they all died in the snap. Boy, ask a whistle punk. I don't know. P.P.S. Oh, and only Iron Fist survived. Oh, Lumberjack no. Nick. I need that a drink of was the, You need to apologize to Sal. Oh, damn it. <laughs> and it's oh. <laughs> Lumberjack Nick. You got to yeah, laugh as he says his own name. Yeah, but you know what? I, I don't want to copy it. You know what I mean? I didn't want to like rip him off. I, I gotcha. But I, I can never do the Sal version. Thank you, Sal and Jason and Randy for letting me do that. And your, your residual checks are in the mail. And Lumberjack Nick, thank you so much for gracing us with your presence with an email. Please keep on sending them. I will get better as they go. I promise. Yeah, but now he's never going to send another one. You know what, Lumberjack Nick? You can leave a voicemail. That would be great. It would help my voice too, by the way, because I I just lost my voice. (laughs) I agree with you, Lumberjack Nick. I love the way that they introduced this thing. And (laughs) you're right. Thanos comes in kills everything that just happened in that 10-year span in one snap one little click of the finger everything is done and now we're going to be pretty stoked and excited to see what captain marvel can bring to the table and hopefully she can take the next avengers to the next level yeah absolutely i think that the timing is great the the way the the tease at the end of uh infinity war with the post credit scene, that was a great way of building the suspense for those people who n- either know who she is or didn't know who she is. And, you know, we're going to get a taste of what we're going to see in Endgame in her. But I think there's just a whole bunch of backstory that I'm glad she's getting her own movie, especially before Endgame comes out. Yeah. And people stop fucking putting up negative reviews. You haven't even seen the fucking movie. You trash. You fucking trash. I'm getting a little buzzed. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Calling out these fucking people but yeah i can't wait for the movie it's going to be fantastic it's going to be great and again thank you lumberjack nick and i am eagerly waiting to see the next email that you send in all right so we have some guardians news and some james gunn news and who better to bring us that news than the man on the iron thorn thorn he's on iron thorn i hope not i hope he's not sitting on iron thorn on the Iron Throne, Mr. King Tom. So what's the news coming out of the James Gunn camp? Um, well, Kevin Feige was doing some press for Captain Marvel this week. And he said, I guess he was asked, and he said that they are going to use James Gunn's script for Guardians 3 when they start production on it. Um, he said that Gunn had a big role in building um, the Guardians part of the cosmic MCU, but 
he wasn't exactly the architect of all things cosmic and MCU. Uh, Fije said, and I quote here, his influence was Guardians. It was Guardians. His input on the Guardians and Avengers film, as you've seen in Infinity War and on, and on the Guardians 3 script, which we are still using. So you'll see that influence. Uh, so I think that's, you know, James Gunn made the Guardians for those of us who are fans of those two movies. So I think that even though, unfortunately, he's not going to be directing the movie anymore, his influence will still be felt in the upcoming Guardians 3, which I think is is the best we could ask for short of them begging him to come back. Right, and that's not going to happen now, especially with him being Mr. DC. Um, mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. I thank the maker that his influence is still there, and, and thank the maker that Kevin Vijay still understands how important James Gunn is to that franchise and to the Marvel Universe, really. Mm-hmm. You know, Were you on our podcast when we talked about James Gunn taking over the Suicide Squad? I don't think so. What's your take on that? I know you're a big James Gunn guy. What's your take on him taking over that franchise and them rebooting everything? And by the way, there was rumors that Harley Quinn wasn't going to be in the Suicide Squad reboot. That was debunked, and they said that she would probably make definitely make an appearance or two in that f- new film. So what's your take I, on them t- doing this Suicide Squad 2? I felt like when they made the first one, the Guardians vibe was what they were going for. They wanted to take an obscure property and make it fun. And they didn't ex- su- succeed in that. So if you still want to do that, why not get the guy who made hun- you know hundreds of millions of dollars for the other guys? Right. So I, th- I think it's a smart move on DC's part and let him you know, burn it all down to the ground, let him build it up again. Oh, yeah. And they got the perfect guy to do that. Okay, so there was a little little news out of that camp. I do want to go backwards a little bit because I forgot to talk about. We talked about Mahershal Ali, and he's we all know how great of an actor that guy is. And I started True Detective three season three, and I'm on the third episode. And boy, oh boy, is it Hosburgh Hart when he was on? He said it was very close to the feel of season one. And boy, oh boy, was he right. It is right there with the tone. Uh, I've only three episodes in, and I heard it gets better and better as it goes. And it, and, and it definitely gets better and better as it goes. And Mahershala Ali, acting-wise, is just, oh, man, we're talking about Berthnall. Mahershala Ali, I mean, these, these actors are just getting so goddamn good, man. Well, the, Back, man, the man is an Academy Award winner. Yeah, he is. He is. He definitely is. It's Greg Blue. Have you seen this season yet? I haven't started the season though. No. It is fantastic, and I know that Les is a big fan of this season. Um, he stepped out right there, by the way. I don't know where the hell he went. He just decided <laughs> to walk away from us. So the hell with his opinion on the True Detective Three. But uh, it, it is great. It is it is very very cool. So can't wait to really dive into the season three of True Detective. By the way, I watched that with my wife Lorena because evidently I don't ever mention that I watch all these shows with my wife so my wife got me into mad men so i'm going to give her a big props on that one and she did the legwork of getting our hbo account subscription back and she's going to start watching game of thrones yes i i got a uh, i got a phone call you did asking for not not approval advice but advice <laughs> recommendation on why she should start game of thrones 
And, you know, it wouldn't be the same for me. Like Araj told me, you know, what is it? It was uh, dragons, violence, and nudity. What more do I need? And I was like, you're right. So that, that doesn't have boo in an all-in-one nutshell there? I don't know what does. Pretty much, exactly. Yeah, so so that that sold me. But with Lorena, that's not going to sell her the same way. No, so I had, not at all. I had to tell her, uh, the characters are fantastic. The acting is fantastic. Uh, the writing is great. And the, one of the greatest parts is that you do not know where the show is going. You, you, you have a set path of where you know it's going to end up. But how you get there, you have no clue. No idea. Any character at any point in time is on the chopping block, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. So you good. Know, it sucks, but it's great because you're like, well, fuck, I don't know. It's a, it's a Snoke getting chopped in half moment every season, almost every episode, yep. Yep. where you're just like, well, fuck, I don't know what's going to go on from here. What so, sucks for her, though, that she's seen The Red Wedding with me. So that's gonna be shit for her. That, yeah, that that is that is pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe she doesn't. Well, King it Tom, twice. you haven't seen Game of Thrones, correct? Correct. Oh, Ooh, King Tom, man. King Tom, I think this is what we need you to do. You we need you to start binging Game of Thrones before the season starts. <laughs> I think this is no. what we should do. Hold on for a second. We should have because you know this is a big thing, Corey. You know. Mm-hmm. Corey Stories is doing this whole thing where he's making a documentary. And by the way, I talked to Corey today. He says hello to everybody. Oh, um, hi, Corey. Yeah. Hi, Corey. He's hi, Corey ma- Crocs. Hi, Corey Crocs. <laughs> um, I heard this through Sal today. Perfect Corey story. Corey got a job at a, at a food truck in Orlando, right? Worked one day and got fired <laughs> because he didn't know Spanish. And people were coming up to him speaking Spanish. So he was calling his mom trying to translate what they were saying while he was working and he just yeah that that's a typical Corey story that is that is the epitome of a Corey story that is a Corey story my god but he's doing this whole thing where he has his friends watching Star Wars for the first time and getting their reaction I think you need to be that guy for us King Tom can you commit to this King Tom Uh, how it's like starts right around the time of celebration right the new season, yes. Uh, I, I think don't know Midway. if that's enough time for me. I wish I could. I don't think I can, though. <sighs> oh, I'm letting you down. How about you just start it, at least? I'll try to start it. Okay. By the way, Alessia just walks back into the room. King Tom is going to try to start Game of Thrones and report to us. Episode. Yeah, I know. Les just got very upset that you've never seen Game of Thrones. But because he named King Tom, why is he on the throne? <laughs> why is what are the, if you go to our website, we have King Thumb on the King Thumb, King, King Tom on the throne. Jesus, King Christ. Thumb, I am King Thumb. We have King Tom on the Iron Throne. I guess I need to change that picture, Mr. Chansky. Really? Yeah. Mm, we took a chance you know on Chansky. What? I sympathize. And right it's now, not it's a lot not of time paying in off. The world, but that's true. Yeah, there's that's zero true. time, yeah, especially nowadays with everything else. I mean, all right. And well, it's not family friendly, so you can't watch with with hope. Exactly. So yeah, it's a t- it's tough. Now we're going to end this podcast with an email from the whim, and it's a segment called James Cameron. Why are you such a dick? <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of there's a lot of material on this, and it seems like every couple of months he comes out with something to, to talk shit on. But let's talk a little the whimmer. And Les loves reading the whim. So, Les, go ahead. Hit us up with some whim. <laughs> All right, guys. I usually write in to give my lame drivel about some stupid topic that fired a neuron in my brain. 
This week was different. You guys got me raging. I had to fucking rewind to make sure I heard that correctly. You guys are discussing resolutions to series and where they will go. How on earth can you say Game of Thrones played it safe? Wait, wait, what? Did wait, we? We, we didn't play. We didn't say that. Who said? That? You said that last. I don't think I said. Boo, that. Did you say that? I, I did. I don't. I do not think so. Well, let's finish. They were the first show to ever, first show to ever whack their main characters on a consistent basis. Yeah, I agree. I read the books before the show, and the Red Wedding still shocked me to see it visually. Oh, seeing it visually. Okay, good. I thought he was going to kill it for King Tom. Uh, <laughs> and I knew it was coming. I, I know about the Red Wedding. Son of a bitch. Okay, go ahead. And I knew it was coming. Insert sexual innuendo here. You're disgusting. When The Walking Dead started doing it, I was like, they're Game of thrones in it. Can you state your opinions that you didn't enjoy story, but GOT made its mark in television history by not playing it safe? Okay, first of all, I need to go back and listen to see who said that. Yeah, I don't... I, don't, uh. I agree with you, Wimmer. I think that Game of Thrones, more than any other show in history... Has not played a safe. Boo was just talking about that. Yes. So I 100% on board oh, yeah. with you, man. Yeah. If there's a 100%. show that makes you fall in love with a character or hang on to a character and go, goodbye, character. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That's, it's Game of Thrones. Yeah. Nobody's safe, dude. Uh, anyways, and I like DC movies for Christ's sake. I do agree with you guys about Star Wars trilogies in the future. But remember, Rey is not a Skywalker. Kylo Ren is. The end of the Skywalker saga, in my opinion, is the end of Kylo, oh. and he's the last one left. I will not be surprised in the slightest if there are new stories involving Rey, Poe, and Finn, but not, but just not in the epic, episodic format. Wow, that's interesting, Wim. So we are not, we're not getting any more Skywalker. I can't fucking talk tonight. Any Skywalker <laughs> stories anymore? But that doesn't mean we won't get Kylo, Rey, and Poe and Finn. Well. No, there won't be. Meaning that Kylo. if we end the Skywalker oh, sorry. soccer. I'm sorry. Ki- so- Not Kylo. Soccer. Kylo's a Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> Kylo is technically got Skywalker DNA. So, yeah. He's- I'm just going to shut up from here on out. Yeah. <laughs> just go also, ahead. Go ahead. segment for Eric. Should we save this for Eric? No, he's not here. I'm going to pl- I'm gonna be Eric. Okay. Oh, segment for good. Eric. Who's your favorite musician's style? I'm fascinated with iconic styles. As an amateur musician myself, the ability to hear any type of music and to be able to identify that musician is something truly extraordinary. It's easy to pick someone like Eddie Van Halen, but I can spot a Prince solo whenever he played. As a saxophone player, David Sanborn is it for me. I remember the late 80s just popping in a Toto album, and I immediately identify his sound. A few years ago, I was cruising with Lenny, through, cruising through a Lenny Kravitz album, and there he is again. For, example, for an example of his style, a little Saxon with whim, per se, David Bowie in his infinite wisdom and talent wanted to do something different than glam rock and make a soul and R&B type record. So he gets Mr. Sanborn, hmm. who's primarily a session musician at the time, and writes Young Americans to where saxophone replaces the lead guitar through the whole the entire song. Yes, Bowie was a genius and Dave was a phenomenal musician. Who's everyone's favorite style? Ooh, maybe I should say that, but I'm going to do my best before I become Eric. I want to say that David Bowie was a musical genius I got a chance to see him twice in concert. He was amazing. And he did Young Americans. David Sanborn wasn't with him, but a saxophone player came out and killed him. And I agree. David Sanborn is amazing. Um, about the um, the Eric's musical style, I'm going to just say that I think Eddie Van Halen's triple note setback. I think... Uh, Quarter note triple. Uh, ace, ace job on that. Um, kids, shut up! Shut up! Hold on, I need to, you got to mute. You hold need on, to mute. I, I, let me hold on. 
Don't do this. Okay, I'm back. So <laughs> I the think question? the yeah. fourth note on the seventh overture, um, I think you just need to pluck those strings. And I like the way that Eddie plucks them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with I'm, that. I'm gonna stick with that I, win. I, I'm hip to that, man. I'm, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, you should have done it. You should have done it. I'm hip to that, man. I'm just trying to do a white dude's voice. Killer. That is that is just outstanding. That is killer and outstanding. That's how it doesn't sound like Eric. I love you, Eric. Eric, we love you. I, I love you, man. We'll save the, you, Eric. Eric, sorry, buddy. We'll save this segment for you, Eric, because I really want to talk about Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't want to talk about Lenny Kravitz, but I definitely do want to talk about what his favorite style of musician style. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so basically be able to pick whoever's... Uh, to be able to recognize who's yeah. playing Alex Lifeson. That's 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 the answer. Okay, we're moving on. Thank you, Wim. Appreciate it, my man. Okay, now we will end this episode with the new segment. Like I said before, and it is called James Cameron. Why are you such a dick? Speaking to Yahoo, James Cameron talked about Aquaman and his thoughts about directing a movie like that. And this is what the prick had to say: I could never make. I could have never made that film because it requires this kind of total dreamlike disconnection from any sense of physics or reality. People just kind of zoom around underwater because they propel themselves mentally. And I guess, I don't know, but it's cool. You buy into it on its own terms. Fuck you, James Cameron. Just because that James Wan didn't go down underwater to go fucking visit the Titanic 20,000 leagues under the sea doesn't mean that he can't make a movie about something cool underwater. He killed it. He kicked ass. Stop being jealous. Fuck yourself and just go make your Avatar movie. You haven't even finished your fucking Avatar movie. Anybody else? Yeah, no. What is it? Uh, I, I'm sure he's completely fine with Superman flying around. And literally nobody has ever explained how or why he flies around. He's just said, yeah, he, he jumps and just kind of propels himself almost seems like mentally and i'm sure he's okay with that just to pick on aquaman because he's you know swimming under the water and so is everybody else well and it was successful yeah that's that's what he's he hates about. it when shit is successful and it's yeah. not him mm-hmm. i think i think avatar 10 has some underwater scenes and he's worried that they're gonna look just like the scenes that were in aquaman and that's probably why he's pissed off but I don't know that I've ever heard him say anything nice about a movie that wasn't his. Exactly. Every time I hear him talking, he's ripping someone else's movies. And, and unless you consider the fact that he steals other people's stories to be the ultimate homage to other movies. But still, he's not complimentary to any other director in any way. Except no, when it not. serves him. Yeah. Unless he's kind of like talking shit on another director and he wants to reference George Lucas in the original trilogy – you know, right. he, he did that with JJ, and then he goes, "But you know, I love JJ. I would never say that to him." You just mm-hmm. did. You just did. You fucking dick. So yeah, James. And by the way, Disney's not going to make your four, five, and six avatars. They're only set up for three. You better end it off with number three, my man. Unless he mm-hmm. makes another couple billion. Dollars. Unless he makes a couple billion, but I guarantee you, it will not. I, the next avatar will do well, and will do well worldwide. Mm-hmm. But. I don't see the other ones doing. How well. ironic would it be if he actually just made a superhero movie? Yeah, didn't didn't <laughs> he say he doesn't want to or something like that? Yeah, he probably talks shit on it. it. Whatever, whatever, James. But I'm glad you're a dick because we just made a new segment. James, why are you such a dick? Cameron, 
Cameron. <laughs> Kirk Cameron's a dick too. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys. I think that that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I think that this was do. a fun episode to <laughs> record. I don't know if it was fun to listen to, but we will definitely have Mr. Struthers back and it will be more structured next time because my computer won't explode. Hopefully. And our f- show notes will be intact. But thank you for hanging in there and listening to us. King Tom, thank you for coming in. Oh, you're, thanks for having me. There's no thank you anymore for having you because you're a part of this podcast. Yeah, I appreciate you doing everything that you do for us. So thank you, my man. I, I, I'm, I'm hip to that, guys. <laughs> thank you. Again. <laughs> Killer. Nice. Oh, that was again. really good. Ace, ace job. Oh. Ace job. I don't think Strathers ever said ace job. He says ace job all the time. <laughs> why, why do you think he has a shirt that says ace job? Uh, okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, rain it in. Rain it in. Yeah. <laughs> rain it in. Boo. Eric's gonna hate me. Eric's gonna hate me. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. Eric doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Eric has no idea. Uh, boo, where can people find you? Uh, at the Sith list, boo. Mr. Gonzalez, where can people see you eat? They can't. Well, I should actually, you know what? There's some money in those types of videos, dude. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> there really is, dude. Whoa. No, have you seen those? What, watching somebody eat? Oh, I'll show you a couple things. Uh, well, who's yeah. eating? No, oh, there are people that legitimately sit there guys. with spreads of food in, guys. and eat it, and they get paid for it. Oh, Lord, this, this episode's gone south. Okay. I'm on Twitter, at lessmore 78 Yeah, Colton, hit us up, man. Like now. Get us get on Twitter. <laughs> right now. You can catch me on Twitter, at the TheSithList. And people, thank you for tuning in and listening to us again. We really, really appreciate it. Next week, we're going to have Ralph from Cake Boss, unless my computer decides to explode. By the way, big shout out and a big moment of sound for Peter Torek of the Monkees. Yes, I was about to say. That's right. We will catch you next week on episode number 134 of The Sith List. Oh, I could hide neat the wings of the blue the six o'clock alarm would never ring. But it rings, and I rise, wipe the sleep out of my eyes. My shaven ring.